0: Chicken. This is Casey Hendrickson on News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel, your breaking news and weather station. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3 Michiana's News Channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Do you want to thank R&B Car Company, locations in South Bend and Warsaw R&B Car Company are your used car experts. There was this really interesting thing that happened. There's not a lot of interesting things that happen a lot, but this was a really interesting thing, and it involves Biden and the White House. If you miss this, you, you might be wondering, well, okay, what happened that was interesting because Biden's like the most boring person in the world. Okay, <laughs> now Biden was a day 40-something or other that he hasn't had a press conference, and the White House says he has no plans to do one. So anyway, the White House cut its TV feed of a virtual event yesterday after usurper Biden said that he would take questions from Democratic lawmakers. Pause. Biden didn't do a State of the Union address. Uh, We're in March. That's always done in February. Hasn't done a State of the Union address. When you ask the White House about it, they're like, he has no plans to do one. What? really? He replaced secret service agents who served under Trump with different secret service agents because he was scared that they were Trump loyalists and were going to kill him. That happened. Um, he is not doing any press conferences at all. White House says he has no plans. Him. They're not rescheduled the couple of times we did get a schedule he called a lid really early in the day we're finding out that Kamala is taking the uh the calls from foreign leaders although she's not being looped in when when Syria gets bombed uh they're, so they're not releasing the schedule they're not releasing the list of guests to the White House they took the petition uh provision well not provision but the petition page off of whitehouse.gov you know you know the whole We're going to petition you, get enough signatures. The White House has to address it. That's what they took that off like the first day. This is a White House, hashtag told you, who is completely locked down to protect the scam. And the scam is that Biden's healthy. He's not. We know he's not. Every time the guy speaks anyway, he's completely lost. His wife is basically conducting the interviews. Jill Biden in the middle, again, in between paper craft moments she's conducting the interviews so he did have an interview here recently obviously he had the town hall that was a disaster in which he said a bunch of racist stuff in it um but he did have an interview here recently and every time he misanswered a question jill jumped in and basically bulldozed the interviewer and took took control it was the equivalent of peeing all over the interviewer and saying i own you you do what i want and then they go yes ma'am that's kind of what it was now you've got a tv feed this is a virtual event that was yesterday right and at the end of it biden does something that he never does but it's only for democratic lawmakers it's not for the the, the press or anybody else just the democratic lawmakers and says, i'll take questions now and they cut the feed <laughs> what accompanied by house speaker nancy pelosi and others from the house democratic conference Biden was set to answer questions from lawmakers about COVID 19 relief and vaccinations. I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do. That's what he said to Nancy Pelosi. He looked at Nancy Pelosi. I'm happy to take questions if that's what I'm supposed to do. Pelosi looks at him and says, um, oh, wait, he, he looks at Pelosi again and says, whatever you want me to do. What? you're not. Pelosi does what you want her to do. See, there is a, a certain element of alpha that is supposed to come with the title of POTUS, which is not being put forth at all here. Even if this is tactic Pelosi's event, you're still supposed to be POTUS, right? Again, we know that he's not, but you're supposed to be, which means you look at her and you go, hey, take questions now whether you like it or not if you got somewhere to be skedaddle so he's asking permission to take questions and then the feed just that's very strange right I mean, come on you liberals listening to this right now even you have to admit for a guy that doesn't talk to the press it is really strange that they're cutting off anytime that he gets questions from anybody why do you think that is fox news reached out for comment from the white house but did not receive any regarding the cut feed oh i'm shocked there wasn't even a oh it was a technical glitch (laughs) i i I, folks i what do you say about this i mean this is just bizarre absolutely bizarre behavior, which par for the course, I get that. This is clearly a situation that, that, you know, is being controlled as I've told you about, uh, many times now, but it's just one of the most bizarre, weird things that we are just, we're still trying to to deal with here. Uh, We have never had a white house like this ever. The only time I remember the white house, throwing an elongated extended hissy fit about not having access to a president was that period of time where for a couple of months there i think it was uh obama wasn't talking to the media, and they were losing their minds and i refer to this quite a bit they were losing their minds were upset why isn't he talking to the press now they've done it previously with other presidents when it's like you know a few days or something but they let it go with Obama and then Obama wasn't talking to them anymore. And they, they lost control and they started actually getting pretty upset and publicly visibly angry about it. And finally he started, he started taking questions again. He had a press conference. And it was like the first question they asked him was if you prefer, prefer or briefs, You're like really? And this, the media let's be honest. I think the media is full, fully aware that Biden's not in control of this thing. As I've said, you're just a special kind of dumb if you think that this guy is in any way, shape, or form in control. That he is healthy, that his brain works. This is a guy that's clearly not functional. He is on a minimum functional basis. It's the moment, the moment he asks for questions, nope, can't have that. Can't ask any questions at all. Okay, um, well. What about, what about, okay. What, oh, well, he did sign it. Uh, he struck a deal with Senate Democrats on the stimulus check. We'll see how that goes. We'll get to that later this week. It's, it's not a huge deal at this point in time. Um, the stimulus bill is still a mess. So we'll deal with that later. But we do have a situation where you end up running into um, the these bipartisan senators. Now we, we mentioned this in the three o'clock hour. I'll just take a little side because I only have like a minute a bipartisan group of senators, including Indiana Senator Todd Young, they don't want Biden to have war powers. So actually uh, Senator Tim Kaine and, and Todd Young have now signed on for something that would revoke the war powers from Biden. So that Biden can't launch more military strikes in Syria. And like I said, this is just one of those. It's really, it's, it's kind of interesting. It's, it's funny. I know that some of you still think that Todd Young is like super conservative guy. He's not, um, I'm going to say he's a horrible person individually. It's just that his record in the Senate has been lukewarm, uh, for conservative causes. Uh, but they, they actually put forth the bill. It's going to go nowhere. Okay. They put forth the bill that would not allow him to have war powers and be able to launch airstrikes and things like that in Syria. But there's a part of me that wonders how that's going to be handled internally. Cause we heard Kamala and again, it's a rumor. Okay. But we heard Kamala was pretty upset that she wasn't looped in on that probably because she assumed that she was the president since she's the one that's fielding all of the calls from the foreign powers and their leaders since since biden's putting the lid on things at like nine in the morning and going to bed still even after all this time uh we got an issue with the border we've got uh an issue with hr 880 there's so much happening right now it's you know i keep hearing this i think you've heard me all all this week tell you that we have a a lot to get to i can get to all of it and i keep hearing everybody else say it's a slow news week the heck it is this is one of the busiest news weeks that i've had in a long time Are you kidding me there's nothing slow about this there's a massive amount of stories out there well okay let me correct that if you only get your news from the 24 year old intern who writes it for the Associated press newswire then it's a slow news week but for everybody else who's actually doing their job, this is a very busy Newsweek. And it's, it's to the point where I looked down today and I said, holy smokes, it's Thursday. I can't believe tomorrow's Friday. I am not gonna get to all of this. There's just no way we're gonna be able to do it. So why don't we address, uh, we'll address the new gun bill, okay? If they're not coming for your guns. And we'll address HR 880, which also addresses guns. So how about we just do those two things next, and then we'll see what we can get uh, with uh, the around the O'Reilly thing. That kind of takes my time away from me. So we'll see what we can do with all of that stuff. Because I, I, I'm swamped. I could do another three or four hours just today. No, I'm not going to. But I could. More coming up. 95.3 MNC. Yeah, we were just talking about that on the live stream. We think uh, we're going to start busting out the motorcycles. I mean, some of you already have, but I mean, for crying out loud, we're in the, we're in the forties, nice and toasty, and it's going to get into the sixties and the, in the fifties and stuff like that over the weekend. And next week, I already saw some people out on the motorcycles, uh, a couple of people on my live stream already got them out and, uh, and rolling with them. So I'm looking forward to that. I did not get enough motorcycle time this last year. Holy smokes. What a, um, what a waste. And it's my fault. You know, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's the pandemic and I didn't go anywhere. And I didn't give myself motorcycle therapy, and it was stupid. It was a poor, bad decision on my part. And I, I plan to rectify that this year. All right, so let's talk about HR 880. This is the Firearm Safety Act, because again, nobody's coming for your guns. This is not, <laughs> this is not HR 127. Uh, this is not the other gun bill this is hr 880 so i think we're dealing with three gun bills now unless there's a couple of others in the wings that i'm not familiar with three but nobody's coming for your guns nobody so Ambaland actually did a write-up on this about a week ago and i saw a couple of people on the discord server today post it in the just the tip section and and i wanted to address it as we noted in the reintroduction of the uh, Sabika Sheik Firearms Licensing and Registration Act. That is what is known as H.R. 127. It was named after that, that, uh, that I think she was Palestinian, that girl that got killed in one of the schools. This is Ameland writing this, I'm not saying this. Uh, bad bills often turn up in Congress after, after Congress. But Sheila Jackson Lee is not the only member of the House of Representatives bringing back a bad bill. Chicago's Robin Kelly is too, and her terrible ideas, far more likely to be passed into law than hr 127. in the 116th congress kelly introduced the firearm safety act of 29 which placed firearms under the consumer product safety commission remember that no go back into the archives you noob thank you for joining the show though we appreciate it it is back as hr 880 so it was the firearm safety act of 2019 it has been renamed hr 880 see they're catching on to renaming this stuff so that way people don't pick up on it right sometimes what happens is you've got a name that you like and you think it's marketable to your base you just keep the name so after it's defeated the next time you introduce it, you just keep the same stupid name which is usually a misnomer well they're catching on that your opposition is looking for those names and when they see it they're like hey it's the same thing that we told you was awful last time And now they're changing the names of them, hoping that nobody notices. So H.R. 880 is actually the Firearm Safety Act of 2019. The problems it had when it was uh, reviewed last year are still there. There is, of course, the fact that it hands massive powers over our Second Amendment rights to unelected, unaccountable bureaucrats, which is always a bad idea. Kind of like with Microsoft and big tech, trying to fingerprint all of your computers so they can censor all of your content from its origin. So if you share it with somebody else, so example, we talked about this earlier, if you missed it, it's gonna scare you. Four o'clock hour in the podcast. If you make a video and you post it, and you get banned because of that video, you're banned everywhere now, okay? But let's say you want to send it to a friend who isn't banned. Here, I'll send you that thing, and they upload it, it's automatically banned because your fingerprint's are already on it. See how this works? And it's all designed to fight disinformation. Ah, oh, what a quinky dick. The same, the same Bill Gates that doesn't understand why people don't like his vaccine efforts. Hmm. In some ways, this is worse than the stroke of the pen law of the land. Executive orders can be undone. A president, the DC bureaucracy, though, is an entirely different matter. This is again amoland.com especially when it comes to their edicts. Presidents have a much harder time doing them. Imagine, for instance, an anti-Second Amendment extremist trying to use the CPSC's reporting process to claim popular firearms like the AR-15 and the Glock are unsafe, trying to trigger a voluntary recall. Could the Second Amendment supporters count on the courts to halt this gun ban by bureaucratic fiat? I think you know the answer to that. By a 3D printer. Oh, wait, no, I was supposed to say, no, you can't trust the courts. My apologies. I misspoke a bit of a freudian slip there you may want to think twice about that assumption the harsh truth is that the courts may not stop such an effort for instance despite the protection of the lawful commerce in arms act lawsuits against the manufacturer of the guns used in the sandy hook shooting on dubious grounds have been allowed to proceed even though the guns used in that horrific shooting were stolen if courts can find a way to ignore a law then they can easily ratify a dubious recall. Now, by recall, again, this is basically you have these consumer activists. This is like uh, you have a recall for you know a child safety seat. The seatbelt's not working, seatbelt chokes a kid. Okay, we got all that thing. Uh, if you're driving a vehicle and the brakes don't work, or the airbag randomly deploys, breaking people's noses, there's a recall effort. This would go on there. The fear is that what if they look at this and they go, AR-15's inherently dangerous design? Now, you people who are familiar with firearms understand the multitude of issues with why that statement is incorrect, but also you can see where gun nuts will go for this. Oh, a Glock is inherently a a dangerous design. Glocks don't have some of the, some of the uh, Glocks are primarily, for the most part, most of their lineup designed for tactical purposes, so they don't have a lot of the extra additional safety mechanisms on them that some of the other firearms out there have because they're designed for technical purposes that's what they're designed for and so you could have one of these these uh bureaucratic uh groups coming in there and going hey you know what um it, yeah child safety on the glock is not strong so we're just gonna go ahead and and recall all of the glocks in which case i would say to all of you hashtag told you so buy a 3d printer you may want to think twice about that assumption. They said uh, the best way to avoid the abuse of this power by unelected and unaccountable bureaucrats at the CBC is to make sure that the power is never given to that agency in the first place. Exactly. They don't have any authority here. Period. Hey, you ask me, the Second Amendment is absolutely about taking a risk and buying a firearm that you've never heard of before. And if it blows up in your hand, by God, it blows up in your hand. Your hand now has character also buy a 3D printer. So I'm going to link to this article and I am going to link to HR 880, which is a very simple winky winky little bill for you to read. You don't even have page two, ladies and gentlemen, I'm making it that simple on you. HR 880 is no bueno and buy a 3D printer. More coming up 95.3 MNC. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News talk 95.3 Michiana's news channel. All right. So I'm just taking a look at the stuff that I'm putting in the daily show prep today. You, you've got a show prep that you don't want to miss. I'll, I'll just put it that way. A lot of good stuff on there. Um, I think premium content tomorrow. I'm going to talk about book burning, the modern book burning that is happening with Amazon and others. So look for that one tomorrow for you premium subscribers at special.tv. And if you want my show prep, Go to theburningtruth.us show prep is there it's organized by date some of you still ask me for a link to something Uh, for example somebody on the live stream today said hey where's that letter about uh penn high school's uh new race curriculum that they're doing this month where can i find that and so now i can send you to my show prep it's right there it's freely available and if you sign up for the newsletter i will even send that bad boy to you almost every single day right into your email inbox um and a lot of you by the way have reached out to me on my private email here recently and said hey casey you know what's going on at Penn? yeah yeah we, we covered it it's uh i'm still you know i'm still waiting for some of the people to report back what the so-called curriculum is on you know fighting racism and stuff like that we'll, we'll see how they how they present it and all of that but the language that they used was certainly very concerning because it's your typical social justice warrior anti-white type rhetoric stuff same buzzwords and things like that. So we'll we'll see, okay? I wanna take a moment, I wanna kind of go over some COVID stuff. I avoided COVID for the entire show until today. You're welcome, ladies and gentlemen. But I wanted to look at the death rates from COVID. Let me expand this out for those of you on the live stream. I look at the death rates uh, from COVID in the US as of today by state per 100,000 people the worst state in the country is New Jersey, New Jersey, you know, New Jersey doesn't get talked about a lot, but New Jersey has had a real rough go of it. And if you talk to the people in New Jersey, they say it's people in New York's fault. New York is number two, by the way. Now the reason I bring this up will be kind of relevant here in, in just a minute. So you got New Jersey's the worst, then New York, then Rhode Island, which nobody talks about. Massachusetts, Mississippi, which just reopened, by the way. It was Mississippi or Missouri that just reopened. All right, don't quote me on that. Uh, then there's Arizona, Connecticut, South Dakota, uh, Louisiana, Alabama, North Dakota. Now, this is per 100,000 people, so it doesn't mean the state got hammered, okay? New Jersey, New York, they got hammered. Uh, South Dakota obviously did pretty well considering they didn't have a, a ton of people um, get the virus. But, you know, the per 100,000 number is not great. It's a very small population state. Uh, Pennsylvania, then there's Indiana. We're sitting right there underneath Pennsylvania, but we're doing better than Illinois. Also got an interesting thing from a uh, cop buddy of mine about Illinois. Illinois is pushing through a bill that would not allow any, air quote, <laughs> this is how you know who wrote what type of a person wrote the bill no uh warrior like training for law enforcement love that line that was a that was a great line we'll probably talk about that tomorrow too uh new mexico under illinois then iowa arkansas tennessee south carolina and then there is michigan <clears throat> now again this is per 100,000 people there isn't a soul on earth who thinks that indiana did worse than michigan with covid but this is just the per uh per 100,000 the deaths per 100,000 uh, of course, you got uh, after Michigan, Georgia, Kansas, Nevada, Texas, Delaware, and Florida. Now, the reason I, I kind of bring this up. Uh, oh, by the way, the state that did the best per one hundred thousand people is Hawaii, and then there's Vermont and Alaska and Maine, all that stuff. Um, the reason I bring this up is they're still going after Florida. They're now obviously going after Texas because oh, how dare Texas you know do this? But you know the thing that you have to understand is that the states that remain shut down throughout all of this the ones who according to their verbiage took the virus seriously air quotes and listened to the experts they all did horribly like all of them they did really bad and they're doing worse now than the states that have remained open or somewhat opened or have not had mandates on face diaper thing but have allowed you to choose to do that. And again, this is just one stat. It doesn't tell the entire story. As I've said, there isn't a single person who thinks that Indiana did worse than Michigan in COVID, but the deaths per 100,000 are, um, obviously worse in Indiana than they are in Michigan, Uh, but Michigan way worse, (laughs) way worse than Indiana. It's just one measure, right? But, you start looking at, at all of this. If you're going to look at this data and you start going into you know what we're talking about with the deaths and all of that stuff, you have to ask that question. Why are, why are these places that stayed open and had lax policies, why did they outperform so many of the places who took it seriously? Hmm? I know we've answered that question many times on this show, but I'm just using it as rhetorical for purposes of the show today. More coming up, News Talk 95.3, Michiana Zoo Channel. all right we are right about out of here ladies and gentlemen I want to thank you for tuning in and uh, don't forget check us out on a new streaming platform trovo and all sorts of weird shenanigans happening over there right now um yesterday was our first day on trovo and we actually took over the number one spot in the talk shows and podcast section for a period of time so that was pretty cool uh hopefully we can continue to do that type of stuff and grow over there uh trovo does a couple of things that d live doesn't one uh, D live got rid of the ability for you to subscribe to my channel and the ability for people to find me on D live. They made that very difficult because they decided to go woke after they got bought by a different company. Uh, and Trovo is hopefully a place that we can start anew and do all of that. But they also let you select your resolution. or so if you're having bandwidth issues or things of that nature, you can lower your resolution of the live stream. And hopefully that helps you out glory to you and your neighborhood. Ladies and gentlemen, here's bill O'Reilly.